0: Welcome to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results. Get the knowledge you need from Jen DuPlessis with more than 35 years in business and as an entrepreneur, and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights, available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at JenDuPlessis.com. Now, here is national and international speaker and coach, Jen DuPlessis. Hi
1: everyone and welcome back to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results with Jen Duplessis. I am so excited to have you here today. And I want to first want to say thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your busy day to listen in. And if you're new to listening to our show, welcome. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we hope you come back several times. And if you are a regular listener, I just say thank you, as I do most of the time, almost every podcast, for uh, taking the time to listen in, and I encourage you to please make sure that you write a review on iTunes for us, and without further ado, I want to get started today with our special guest. Our, Our guest today is Tamara Blankenship, and she is a communication and relationship expert for both business and personal, and of course, we know that all of the personal, the things that go on in our personal life affect our business and vice versa. And so if we're having challenges with communicating or we're having challenges in any of the relationships, we can probably look to our personal and business to be able to decipher and figure out where is this problem stemming from. And then what Tamara's going to do is give us three different techniques on how we could um, solve these problems, right, and try to be better at our communication and relationships. Tamara, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you.
2: So honored to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we, you know, you and I had the um, privilege to be at a retreat in, um, I always would say Vegas because I go there all the time, <laughs> uh, in Phoenix a couple of weeks ago, and I know it's just funny, uh, Phoenix a couple of weeks ago where we were able to go to the premiere of Wishman as well, which was so exciting. Um, and to be able to hang out with everybody, um, all the, you know, the actor, the main actor and hang out with Frank and some really wonderful people, um, you among them. And, um, you know, as I do most of the time when I'm at conferences and retreats and workshops and whatnot, if I find someone that I'm really, really interested in talking to and sharing, um, your wisdom with my, uh, my, uh, community, then, you know, I get you on right away. So I'm so excited to have you here today. So. Tell us a little bit about you. If you could spend just a minute or so just talking about, you know, where you are now and where you were and how you got here. How'd you get to where you are right now in what you're doing and trying to serve and help people in this communication and relationship area?
2: Absolutely. Thank you. Um, Truthfully, I am so passionate about helping people understand the patterns and the way they show up in their life and how that kind of mirrors back at them, the depths of their You know the work that they have to do and how to support themselves in learning to navigate that so um, this actually this path for me personally started when i was five years old which sounds really weird but to recognize that all the things that happened in my own life actually brought me to help me cultivate and support others as they go through painful experiences as well Um, even in business you know we make tough decisions and navigating some of our you know our fears and our anxieties. And of course, what shows up in one place shows up everywhere. So this is gonna be mirrored in business, in personal life, and even internal talk. And uh, when I was five years old, I was sexually assaulted and it um, made up some programming in me and some belief systems that created this story of lack. And uh, as I got older, I started um, you know, having other like compiling truths that added to it. So I started an eating disorder and I had dyslexia. So all these stories that I carried about the miserable me was about this, you know, to play small and not to be seen. And I think sometimes in business, we try to dodge our opportunities and being able to connect. So um, a fun thing that happened to me later on in life is I was, I got the opportunity to have three children, get married, and obviously get married first, then have three children. And actually (laughs) working with some amazing, I I went the route of a more religious path originally. Um, I was a deacon um, and then I went off and studied with the Tibetan monks. And uh, of course, along the way, continued to do more um, traditional education in psychology and personal development. So I have a depth background of you know, meditation and you know, being one with your soul and connecting to living your life's purpose. But I took the route of going more um, based on my childhood and the patterning that I had then of uh, this lie that I would tell myself that I'm not valuable um, and it's kind of like a discarded belief of that I don't contribute. And uh, as I started working through a lot of my own belief systems, I was attracting people who had similar patterns and similar understandings yes. of how they show up in the world, right? <laughs> so it was, it was kind of fascinating how as I was going through these opportunities to unravel things that, um, you know, I could see these, these uh, shields, or, or not shields, but like uh, veils that people would wear, um, or masks, I know that's probably a better description that um, I could help people release and let go of and show up more authentically and things started to happen in their lives where they could take advantage of opportunities that they would never take advantage of before or even in relationships, you know, being more vulnerable. I know that we all fear the word vulnerability um, and see it as a Uh sense of a white flag, right? (laughs) And surrendering. So um, I help people understand that vulnerability is more that authentic version of yourself and that you shouldn't hide from it. Absolutely. That really cool opportunity to be truly seen and supported. Um, And why we have this belief that it's, you know, a weakness from our programming and more survival behavior, um, it's actually based in the brain, which is kind of a fun um, epiphany I had as I started doing my research and how the brain and our emotions interact together. So it became a very exciting pattern and, and learning how to help people understand the knee-jerk reaction versus a belief system versus, you know, environmental. So it's been a fun journey. Right.
1: Yeah. And I, and I love that. I, you know, I love that, um, you're talking about vulnerability and being authentic because this is something that I've talked about several times in our podcast, you know, is that, um, and I too, I've been through this, this myself because my father was an alcoholic. And so I have this, um, my belief system isn't that I'm not worth it. My belief system is that I'm not good enough because, um, if I was good enough, if I was, had perfect grades, if I was, looked perfect, if I right. performed perfectly, perfectly in every athletic thing, everything that I do, everything, if I right. am perfect, he won't drink, right? Ah, And yes, so he, or he was drinking because I wasn't good enough. And so I had to be, you know, a to be the best. And so that was a likability, like a people pleaser, you know, I'm going to Make everybody like me so that I'm good enough, you know, and, and good enough is that I'm, you know, excellent in everything I do. And and I wouldn't accept any failure because that was meaning that I wasn't good enough, right? Right. Yes, and when right. that happened, I naturally went into my form of alcoholism, mm-hmm. which I learned through Al Anon, is shopping and spending money. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And so so even though I didn't I don't and I do drink, I just drink socially, right? But I yeah. and I'm against anybody who who drinks and goes overboard and gets tipsy. I don't even like being around them. But it's my form of alcoholism, and so they're always different, you know. And, and some people, you know, their alcoholism is is not alcohol; it's drugs, and sometimes it's not drugs or shopping; it's um, promiscuous, being promiscuous. You know, so there's all kinds of things yeah. that that have done. Yeah, and and so I learned that you know what I thought was. Um, scarcity, right, was I, I don't need you, I'm strong, I'm sorry, I got this, I got this covered, I got it, I, got, I can do it on my own, I can do it all on my own. Um, seeing that as a strength rather than that actually being the weakness and having a shell around me of strength, right, when yeah. inside of that shell I was just a mess. Yeah. And Um, so I think that that, you know, and hopefully that resonates, I mean, your story and my story resonates with a lot of people because there's, it's not just because you had a sexual assault or I was an, you know, had an alcoholic uh, parent, it could have been, um, verbal abuse. It could have been bullying at school. I mean, there's so many things that could trigger these crazy things that we have to deal with. And, um, gosh, I wish I could remember the quote. There was something is like every day my, you know, what didn't kill me as a child is killing me as an adult. (laughs) Oh, wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> mm-hmm. right. And it's kind of, it's kind of like that. Okay. So I love that, that you did all of this, you know, research and had your own transformation. And, you know, I know that there are three points that you want to highlight, you know, in your message. Um, and I want to be, make sure that we spend uh, just a few minutes on each of them because you also yeah. have a class that you're going to be teaching. So I want you to save you know, a lot of it for the class, but I want to make sure that we deliver a lot of content and value in the time that we have together. So the first, the first thing, and you talk about, you know, these blocks that pop up and that we get trapped in these patterns, you know, and one of the things that you talk about your first, the first thing you talk about is all these neutral communication that we starting that we start doing neutral communication. So tell us what exactly is neutral communication as opposed to, Hey, it's just communication. Right. So what is, right. what is neutral?
2: I accentuate the word neutral because, it, like you were saying earlier, everything in our lives is happening and we have this perception that it's happening to us instead of for us. I have this really bizarre way of looking at life as, you know, like, I don't see my sexual assault as something that happened to me. It happened for me to be able to empathize and relate to others. Now. I mean, obviously assault and, and, you know, not minimizing anybody who has had sexual assault, but the way to navigate lack or this belief that something has been done um, that's out of your control is to take back control by controlling your perception. And so in neutral communication, we're really looking at how, how the experience happens, we're, we're actually saying to ourselves. From a neutral perspective, no one's trying to really take me out or this experience is happening to help me learn something about myself. So you're coming to the communication or this experience, say you're speaking to a spouse or say you're speaking to a business partner, you're already very invested in an outcome. And in neutral communication, you have to come into the conversation with inquiry and and more invitation approach to communication. So it's not just, you know, I'm going to tell you something or I want you to know this about me (laughs) or you're, you're Mm -hmm. invested in, you know, after this conversation, we're going to do this. It's more of like, Hey, you know, I've been thinking about some things. I'd like to share them with you. We always invite someone into a conversation to bring them to where we are because we don't necessarily, just because we walk up to somebody doesn't mean they're emotionally or mentally available to you to have a conversation when we start to really understand that, you know, we kind of interject into into each other's like lives or um, like stories, if you want to kind of look at your life as like a movie. Mm -hmm. Or patterns. Or Mm -hmm. patterns, exactly. We interject into experiences and we might trip or trigger somebody's belief system. And we have to kind of ask them to be open to us to sharing. And uh, sometimes, you know, when we have dark, heavy conversations, like we're changing a direction in a relationship or, you know, we have a business structure that's no longer working and the, everyone sees it, everyone knows it, but the difficult conversation is to have the actual conversation about this issue. It kind of brings up everyone's belief systems of being a failure or, you know, not being enough. I mean, it really doesn't matter your story of lack because we all have one. It's our mm-hmm. shame that we carry. Mm-hmm. And in our brains, the amygdala is looking for opportunities to stay safe. That's our fight, flight, or freeze um, condition. Right, right, the lizard brain.
1: Exactly.
2: So it, it's there to protect us and to recognize that when you're in conversation, if you don't open, like set the stage or set the tone, you can actually create um, dysfunction right off the bat by using words like you versus I, or if you're not talking about your feelings, but you're talking in projection. And uh, when we do this, we literally shut the door to opportunity. We literally slam it. And we can miss this really cool, supportive relationship by just the way we start setting the tone right off the bat. Right. Okay. So
1: I want to I dive into that just a little bit more so that someone who's listening, I, I want to make sure, at least from my perspective, because I, because I'm a coach, right? Yeah. And so a lot of people that listen to me, they know how they know how I think. <laughs> they know <how> I think. <laughs> They're getting to learn how I think. So <laughs> right. I want to I wanna just ask everybody. Yeah, I want to ask everybody to just put yourself in a situation where you're having a one to one with somebody. It's a business relationship, right? Absolutely. And it's the first one, or it's, you know, as Tamara had said, you know, it's, it's something that needs redirection, right? It, the relationship is kind of crumbled and fall, a little, fall on apart for whatever reason, or it just needs some redirection. It's not working, right? And exactly. so put yourself in a situation, you know, you're sitting at Starbucks, you're one-to-one with somebody. And I've mentioned this several times, and I've, I talk about pre-framing, and, and you were saying just about how to set it up, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. About pre-framing the conversations is that we so often come into a meeting literally almost sitting on the table and leaning in and saying, You're gonna work with me. You're gonna work with me. You know, we're just so excited about the opportunity because we're salespeople, right? We're salespeople and we're business owners and it's like work with me, work with me. And and we set ourselves up for failure when we do that because we're going in saying, you got they gotta work with me. They gotta work with me. And so I'm gonna do everything I can. I'm just gonna hover over them and I'm gonna covet them and everything. And we get disappointed when they don't, and then all these limiting beliefs come in, right? And we say, oh, we, right. we're failures, we're not good enough. But I've been talking to people about this for the last, you know, eight months or so is, please understand when you go into this meeting, so put yourself back in the Starbucks, you're sitting at the table, and hopefully you're not on the table and leaning over, but in and reframe the meeting to say, you know, thank you so much. I mean, it's metaphorical, right? But that's how we are, because we're trying to sell something, So we're really leaning in. But metaphorically, you know. So what we want to do is we want to pre-frame and say, you know, thank you so much for meeting with me today. Um, I really appreciate and and I'm grateful for the time that you've given me to have this opportunity to determine if we have some common interest in working together. Now I know that there would be there could be three potential outcomes of our meeting. One is that you do like me and want to work with me. Two is that you decide that this is not a good relationship for you. But three is I may decide that this is not a good relationship for me. Right. And in doing that, you come off the table and you become neutral. It's amazing how just saying it. And I think that uh, maybe I learned this uh, through my own trials. I mean, maybe it just happened. I don't know. <laughs>
0: right? I don't know
1: how it happened. It's but reframing, but, but you, you like me. You really, really like me. If all I'm doing is going in and expecting that, right? Yep. Then I can yep. be really disappointed and lose some opportunities. Like you said, you know, so all of us thinking about that, you know, you go in go, I'm going to win this person over. You might be setting yourself up for disappointment. So if you go in saying, look, I realize I might win you over in so many words. I also realize that you might not want to work with me. And so now I'm telling myself that's okay. That's okay. Because I've said it out loud. It's okay. But the third is I may choose. And so now it is in my control. So the reason I wanted to talk about that real quick was to make sure that people that are hearing this are putting this into a tactical approach so that they understand how these two get connected, how what you're saying from a mindset perspective gets connected with my tactical
2: approach to how you conduct a meeting. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love that yeah, if you're super invested in the um, direction or or just even the simple aspect of being heard, um, a lot of people uh, a lot of people will get very invested in being understood before understanding. And a neutral yes. you have to really acknowledge somebody else's insight and wisdom in order to connect to a neutral stance. So neutral communication is all about how are you showing up externally, like your energy, your, your physical expression? Do you have a frown on your face? Or are you open to receiving your um, you know, mindset? Are you off in a distant land <laughs> thinking about something else? Are you very present to the conversation? Or maybe you're having two conversations on at the same time where you're telling yourself, why are you saying these things? and You have that internal dialogue that self-sabotage. Same thing over and over. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: And, and you're not clear because you have two voices going on at the same time. And I think that if you have an intimidating meeting you're about to step into or a relationship conversation you're about to have that's very frightening or you know, very you know, volatile, to really take the time to step back and get in your, I like to think of it as getting centered. And um, you know, in, in Tibetan, the Tibetan monks talk about it as you know, quieting the mind or I like to say breath between the thoughts. Getting a real, true understanding of how you're feeling about something. Am I overly invested? Am I open to hearing somebody else's perspective? Am I allowing um, life to meet me or am I forcing life and pushing my way through? Because if I'm pushing, I'm going to get more of that same resistance thrown back in my face. And that pure energy push versus receiving can turn people away from connection. So we have to be vulnerable. We have to be open. We have to be willing to connect first. And then when it becomes trusted, a trusted relationship, then there's this opportunity where we can be even more vulnerable and talk more from an I perspective, you know, instead of that you perspective.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, I call that that you, I call it finger pointing. And the I, I call thumb pointing. Yes. Yeah, right? that's good. So if you think about it, you, you, you versus me, 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 right? I, I, I. I love. I, I love um, understood. You know, people try to be understood versus understanding. And for me, you know, there was a couple of years ago. I have a, a, a word every year that I is my theme for the year. Yes. And uh, my theme was curiosity. That was my word. Love it. And all year I focused on be curious, ask questions, don't talk, <laughs> talk listen, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, that's where the curiosity uh, came in. Okay. So that was number one. Number two. Yeah. Talk about point number two. Um, And this is about feeling lost in the relationship, right? Yes. Um,
2: Yes. Yes.
1: And you've got a little, a little uh, phrase here (laughs) that you could, that you can share with everybody, but um, you know, we we're feeling that we're lost in the relationship. So help us understand a little bit what that means lost in the relationship over neutral communication, you know, the neutral communication and making sure that you're open to a relationship.
2: Absolutely. Um, A lot of the times we'll get very invested, like I said earlier, in this experience, you know, that you want to be understood or seen, or, you know, there's this compliancy we want, you know, I think we all crave collaboration, but we don't have clarity on how to be collaborative. And so when in, especially in business, you have to learn to collaborate. It has to be two people heading towards a direction that's mutually beneficial. And uh, a lot of the times, if absolutely, we get, if we get overly invested, we're trying to kind of, I hate to say it this way, but strong fist the experience. And we miss out on this really cool chance to um, really be supported and helping and achieve the same goal. Because usually we're working in the same direction. Otherwise, we wouldn't Really, have met if that makes sense. You know, you you conspire. Your universe conspires to support you, and 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 it can be in a positive and negative way. Don't get me wrong. Um, sometimes it's work to help you unwind, and sometimes it's um, you know an opportunity to you know connect and build. So sometimes it's the polarity of the resistance and and recognizing, wow, I'm not I'm not present to this opportunity. I am I'm pushing my way through, and it causes that negative experience that you're trying really hard to not have. So it, it's really important to understand that it, that resistance creates that heat. Um, yeah.
1: And I think that's, the, that's part of the, you know, what you're talking about, you were talking about before about leaning in so much um, and taking that neutral stance so that at least you can feel. So, so I guess what you're saying is, if you don't have a neutral communication, if somehow you've Found yourself investing too much, that's when you become lost in the relationship. And then now it's time to back up just a little bit and get some perspective.
2: Exactly. And usually, where this comes from, and this is the quote you were talking about dog. I call it dog because two things. One, I like people to be more playful with the internal chatter um, and how they uh, correct their experience. You know, I feel like we so often bully ourselves into behaviors and um, conditioning and patterns that don't necessarily serve because we're not being playful and open to opportunities in life. So dog represents duty, obligation, and guilt. And this, a lot of the times, especially I think in business, we have this belief system of how, you know, business looks and how it should be conducted and how we should behave. And, and to keep everyone safe, yes, there are elements that need to be in that. But I think we almost get so invested in them because we, it's my duty to be this way. It's I'm obligated because, you know, this is the, the structure that it needs to be. And if I don't, I'll feel guilty. Now, in, when it comes to business, I do think like getting up and following through on your responsibilities that you've made commitments, definitely a healthy dog. An unhealthy dog is when you're saying yes to everything and you don't have the bandwidth to be able to fulfill the expectations. You burn yourself out, you put yourself into a negative space where you know expectations are unfulfilled and then it makes you look like someone you are not. And uh, yeah, it ultimately breaks trust. Yeah, you're overwhelmed. Yeah, you hit overwhelmed. Yeah, you're overwhelmed, you're stressed. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so fascinating about the word overwhelm is it's the moment that you are realizing that you're out of alignment. And alignment for me is more where I'm living my truth and being all that I can possibly offer that there's no, I'm not receiving. So that's an out of balance state. And so I, I, at that moment, when I hit overwhelm, I'll say to myself, okay, put a brakes on everything and journal or write something out. And I'm, a, I'm an auto and um, visual person. So I have the the read-write capacity. So everything has to be done not only auto, in an auto way, but also in, in written form. So for me to express yeah, I'm a lot that way of time- too. I'm sitting here taking a bunch of okay. notes. right yeah yeah (laughs) it's gonna be hard to live with me because I got piles of like papers with notes that I'm always putting into the computer throwing out paper (laughs) but um (laughs) I'm old school sometimes there is something to be said about the kinetic skill you know that that transition it's fascinating but really being embodied with the the opportunity to recognize are you in dog in a good way are you in dog in in birdness in a in a more taking mentality where you're actually draining yourself um, you know, I think our society right. uses dog a lot to minimize and control others. You know, you really should do this because, you know, it is your job description. It is your responsibility. But it may be something that's not ethically aligned with you. And if it's outside that issue, then you're going to have serious backlash. But it's outside your comfort zone. It could be an opportunity to grow and do something more for yourself. So You really have to kind of know your ethics and your morals and understanding you know, your fiber essence is of who you are mm-hmm. and how you show up. So that's how, you know, yeah. that and I, really-
1: I, You know, I love, I absolutely, yeah, I absolutely love this because um, my, whole, my whole business is based on a life with values, adds value everywhere in your life. And you have to be in alignment with your values. And that's why so many people struggle. And um, so it's, it's totally, now you you hit on something else too, I have to tell you. One of the years, remember I said, I've got all these, these things. Well, one of the years, in fact, it was the year before I did the curiosity. It was, I'm not going to be a yes woman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Learning the opportunity of no. <laughs> I <love> right. That. <laughs> and
1: that whole year I backed out of so many things and, and my, my thought pattern was, you know, I'd love to say, and I even had to say this so that I didn't have guilt Okay. Yes. I had to say this and not knowing dog or anything like that. Um, I said, you know, I would love to do this, but I'm sure that you would like 100% of me Yeah, and I can't give you 100%. And that was how I got out of my guilt, not even knowing I, this was even an issue, but, but I just mm-hmm. felt so bad saying no. But I said, you know, I'm sure that you want 100% of me and, and I, I just can't give you 100%. So unfortunately I'm going to have to say no. And that's when because I wasn't, I wasn't like Linus, right, with all the, the dirt around me all the time because I was just in this chaotic mode of saying yes and being overwhelmed, because I wasn't, it opened up these opportunities for me to say, you know, now I can be present in my relationships and now, now I can move forward with curiosity. And that's how curiosity came about. They were literally, yeah. literally one year after another. Absolutely love that. So, so, you know, I think that that's really important is everybody... Is listening in is, you know, is this a happy dog or a a bad dog, you know, or is it a good dog or a bad dog? Exactly. Don't put yourself in Am I, am I feeling this way? Yeah. Am I feeling, yeah. Am I in the dog house or not? And, and, you know, and I think that's really good. And especially when you bring that home to family, because I think that's where it's really going to change when you get in family, those duties, obligations, and guilt is that so many people are overwhelmed in work, that they are compromising everything in their family. So they may feel a good dog at work. But they might not feel as good at home because they're compromising. And that that's the whole basis of my coaching is building a lifestyle and then build it, you know, you're identifying your lifestyle and then building your business around it rather than building a business and trying to fit your lifestyle in. And this will really resonate with a lot of people in the dog approach. I absolutely love that. All right. So let's get to our final as we final one as we kind of get wrapping up here. So number three is once we learn to let go and surrender the healing. Um, and surrender, the healing will begin. So once we've, we've said, okay, we're neutral, right? We're not gonna let ourselves be in a position where we, we um, uh, walk away feeling, you know, our limiting beliefs are, are talking to us again. We're gonna remain neutral because we've opened up these opportunities. And then we're gonna assess whether or not we're in a good position for duty obligation and, and guilt, right? And mm-hmm. once we've identified all that, we've put ourselves in a place where we can say, let's
2: move forward. So what's the best way to move forward? So it's really kind of fascinating because once we acknowledge what we're holding on to, this, this mindset of surrender and acceptance actually starts to happen automatically. It's kind of like once you flesh things out, all of a sudden you realize there's there's really not much going on to that. You know, this belief that I have to have or I have to obtain or I have to create. It's you start to realize the story of having to have something becomes something you desire to attain by achieving with fulfillment. And so the minute you surrender to this fight or the push and you start to allow life to meet you and support you and the neutral communication and understanding somebody else's perspective, it kind of creates this extreme expansiveness, an open it, it's really uh, the only way I can explain it is it's, it's, there's volumes of space around you, and you have better clarity because you're not in the pressure and the pushing of something. You, you, it just really creates this amazing opportunity to be supportive. Breathing. Even. Yes. And that's why I came up with the term a breath between the thoughts because when you take the time to yeah. do care and really understand what your intention is behind everything your integrity and your authenticity is met and people are attracted to people who are in that space we're drawn to people who feel safe we're drawn to people who understand where we're coming from because we are that's the whole purpose to a community is to unite and bring um you know a true sense of self in amongst the many it's that whole desire to belong but we still need to have a sense of ourselves, otherwise we get lost, like I was saying earlier,
0: in that dog,
2: you know, that duty, obligation, and guilt. So it's really important yeah, to understand yeah. that
1: <clears throat> Well, I think it's also intention. I mean, you said intention, right? But I think about it, like, I, I was thinking about this as you're talking about it, I'm thinking, you know, tonight I'm going to a networking event, um, and it's a dinner with women, and it's twice a year, and it's invitation only, right? Mm-hmm. And when you get, when you walk into a networking thing, you get excited. You're like, okay, I'm on, right? I'm on. Hey, how are you? How are you? Oh, you look great. Okay. <laughs> and you start, it, right? And you start and filling it all, filling yeah. it all <laughs> with all this chaotic stuff, right? And, mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, I talked to her. Now, now, who can I talk to? And you're looking around and you're like, who can I talk to next? Oh, hey, hi, how are you? Right? Yeah. Um, okay. and, and that's exactly what you're talking about is that we, yeah. you know, we're just so rushed. And if we could just breathe in between, right? And maybe just walk in the room, maybe assess the room instead of diving in, you know, breathing, taking it in and saying, oh, look at, you know, the atmosphere, you know, look at the decorations, look at all the, you know, there's four different clumps of conversation going on. Just stepping back and just breathing a little bit before you move into that room rather than just, you know, jumping in. Because once you get in that pattern, you just can't. So what, what other techniques might you have if someone is, you know, experiencing that and they, and they find themselves not being present in are you know, they, they feel like they've been to a place where they've surrendered and they, that healing can begin, but they find themselves kind of get back, getting back in there again. Is the first well, thing to just draw back and take a neutral communication again?
2: you know what there's yes actually there there's a lot more to it so what's kind of fun is i love how you you walked us through an example of walking into the room there's um even in like intimate conversations we have to take temperature we have to take the time to see where we're feeling and what we're feeling and how you know like what our body's posture is and and all these you know like little information the feedback of what we're feeling inside and also to observe the room and understand the experience, we have to do the same thing with our relationships when we go into a more private, intimate experience. Even in a business exchange, we need to, are, you know, are we agenda focused? Where, where's our anxiety? Where, what's, what are, what's the story we're carrying about the situation? And really take the time to understand yourself before you try to push into that experience. Because the disconnect comes when we're not in alignment with our authenticity. And when we're when our intentions are to attain business or to get the deal or that's what they're gonna meet. That's the energy they're gonna meet. And is that how you really want to be seen as the person who's hyper focused on getting money or hyper focused on, you know, pushing your agenda? Or would you rather be the person that somebody can come to and trust that authority you know, that knows that this is a safe place to have a good conversation and help them process information. We want to be that safe place so that people can trust us and build that loyalty. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, the agenda focused versus authentic
1: focused, and I think that's a very easy way. As you're walking into any meeting, any conversation, even with your spouse, is uh, am I agenda focused or am I authentic focused? You know, and that just automatically in my mind, it automatically says, just take a breath and take note of our surroundings and where we're at instead of just going at it. You know. Uh, yeah. And w- regardless yeah. of what it is, whether it's good or bad, I'm just saying, instead of just, you know, going at it, it's just taking a breath. I mean, it really is just taking a breath. I love, I love this. Well, listen, I, this has been absolutely wonderful. Um, I always <laughs> learn, I learned a whole bunch of things. Um, <laughs> and I took a bunch <laughs> of notes. Um, <clears throat> especially, you know, one of the, th- the biggest aha I had is when you said, you know, overwhelm is not when you're not receiving and all you're doing is giving, giving, giving. And that, yeah. that happened to me last weekend. You know, I had a big, <clears throat> a big breakdown, quite frankly, yeah. and a lot of overwhelm. And it was it was the first time in my life that the straw broke the camel's back. I mean, truly, this little thing this she had a like, rebirth Feather, awesome. <laughs> yeah, this feather <laughs> broke the freaking camel. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just a, and it was just the the crazy. It was the littlest thing, but it was just all I could take. Right and yeah. had i realized that that i was in overwhelm because i was in 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 dig 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 and i wasn't taking time to just breathe you know and um so i thank you for bringing all this to the light because uh i was talking to my husband about it and said you know i just wish i had had some kind of tri- you know what some kind of trigger or mechanism to know um you know, it's just amazing how God brings people into our lives. He just yeah. brought you in, right, for this. Because I we were just talking about it yesterday morning, and I said, you know, I just wish that I had seen it come. I hadn't yeah. seen it coming more. more. I had, wish there was a way for me to identify, but now I have that. So thank you so much for that lovely gift, at least to me, and I hope to everybody else as well. So I know you have... Um, you have a class coming up. You have a 12 week program. And so, to imagine it's an online program called Reigniting Your Passion. And it's going to be starting on July 15th. So, we'll make sure that this gets out before then. Um, and I know that you have um, graciously given um, all of our listeners a $500, um, $500 off the program. Mm-hmm. So um, all they have to do is mention the podcast when they reach you, and we will put the links in to um, sign up for that. And uh, they just go to tamarablankenship.com for that. Is that yes, correct? That,
2: yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's the easiest way to actually and see find there. anything I'm offering. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. this, um, this, this yeah, program... This program I'm actually working on currently is just in reigniting your passion. It's helping you, it can be in business, it can be in your private life, and it could be even just connecting to your why. What am I here for? The whole point to the program is to really help people really get clear on some of the faulty beliefs and self-sabotaging behavior. And like what you just said earlier, which I'm so grateful that that something I said supported you today, that's just made my day, um, is just getting a chance to recognize when overwhelm happens to, to see, or even anything negative happens in your life, how to see those things as golden opportunities to release something or to, to shift your perspective mm-hmm. have some new opportunities so that the resistance becomes a gift and, uh, really realign with your heart's calling and, and pull in some really cool yeah. opportunities for yourself. Be yeah.
1: Well, and, and, uh, As you know, I mean, I I just made the comment about, you know, taking the shell down and poking the shell and being vulnerable. I just was vulnerable to, you know, thousands of people, right? Like (laughs) 12,000 people who listen to this podcast. I'm being vulnerable to them and showing that, you know, I'm doing what I'm saying. I'm walking the walk, which is, you know, being vulnerable to to be able to say that... You know, I'm not perfect, and that's okay. I mean, I'm still here after Saturday, (laughs) right? I'm still here, Um, and I'm not beating myself about it up about it. Just saying, okay, take a deep breath, redirect. Let's figure out what's what's more important. So we all get overwhelmed. Hence, the reason we should all have coaches, and this is why I have a coach because I I quickly called my coach and said, "Help me through this," because I'm a mess, and they did. so it was good. It was all good. Well, listen, it's been wonderful, Tamara. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Um, really, really appreciate it. And you know, for all of you listening, i mean, going take Tamara up on her offer, you know, to, to help you get through this. I mean, everything in business is not about just the tactical part of business. It's all mindset too. It's sales skills, hard skills and soft skills, right? This is a soft mm-hmm. skill that you need to learn. So I Absolutely. just encourage you to, um, to uh, consider, you know, invite you to consider going to uh, you know, her class and, and doing her class. But Tamara, thank you so much for joining us today. Really, thank you. really powerful. So, so amazing to spend time with you. Thank you. Absolutely, so you bet, you bet. I hope to see you again soon. Okay, so uh, everybody, please, please write a review on iTunes. I really would like to see what your feedback is and um, I hope that this has been extremely helpful and hopefully you can run around today thinking, dog is it a good dog? Is it a bad dog? Am I neutral? And am I ready to be healed? Am I taking a breath before I walk in? So have a great, great week. And we'll talk to you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results can't get enough and want more visit JenDuplessis.com to book jen to speak at your event or company or learn about her coaching programs you can schedule your private strategy session with jen by texting strategy to 66866 if you want to multiply your results in record time while working less and having a life contact jen today thanks again and be sure to tune in next week